All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you could do me a quick favor, head on over to our iTunes page. Give us a rating, a comment. It's little things like that that allow the High Button Podcast to grow in order for where we want it to be within two, three, four, five years. Um, If this is your first time listening, second, third, fourth, fifth, even sixth time listening, just know that we do appreciate every single time you click on that High Button link. Uh, It means a lot to us. So, yeah. Welcome back. Uh, you know, I've been noticing as the summer goes on, some people are saying to me, you know, I want to go away this summer. You know, I want to go see the world. I want to go see things. And when you're living in Halifax in the summertime, I think it's the best place in the world to be. I understand maybe if you want to leave here, you know, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, when the weather's not that, you know, not the most decent. You want to go see somewhere else, get some beach weather, go get a tan. I understand that completely. But right now, you're in the prime. You're in the prime of weather here in Halifax, here in Nova Scotia, on the East Coast. So many beautiful things to see, so many things to do, so many beaches to discover. You know, I was away in uh, Muscadabit this weekend. You know, I live 40 minutes away from Muscadabit. I don't think I've ever really been there in my entire life. I had a great time this past weekend. Another part of the province that I ha- I've never seen before. Um, you know, it's just little things like that that I'm starting to appreciate about this province that are amazing this time of year. Like I said, June, July, August, even a bit of September when the leaves come back. It's amazing. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about going away this summer, forget about that. Stay here in Halifax. Enjoy these three months and and have a good time. Uh, speaking of staying here this summer, the guest that we're having on the podcast today, he recently moved here, I think about a month ago, Kyle Jackson. Kyle is playing for the Halifax Thunderbirds this winter when they have their first season in the National Lacrosse League. We are extremely happy to have him on the podcast because he's a busy guy right now. He is currently playing for the Boston Cannons uh, in the MLL. That is the Professional Lacrosse League with Field Lacrosse. So the guy's super busy. He's flying back and forth to Boston every single weekend. Um, and like I said, he recently moved here to Halifax about a month ago just to settle in and get to know the city and from what he's been telling me so far he's having a great time here uh he moved in right downtown on the waterfront we actually did a cribs episode while we went over to his house and after the cribs episode we did this podcast and just a great conversation he's a great guy he's going to fit in really well here in the Halifax community um he actually went to Michigan to play lacrosse he's five foot nine 166 pounds he grew up in sarnia ontario uh and yeah like i said he's going to be playing or he played last year for the nighthawks who as we know now are called the thunderbirds as they transferred over um and the guy's a stud he's going to be a big role player here in halifax uh for the thunderbirds so like i said we're happy to have him on it's going to be a great podcast my name is justin we're talking to kyle hi button you know what comes next All right, Kyle, we're going, man. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well now that I'm up yeah. here. I got the, it looks like one of the best views in Halifax. It's uh, it's very welcoming. It's, it's a nice spot you got here. It is. You can pretty much see everything. Um, we haven't been here for very long, but I feel like you can just kind of sit here and get the whole city view and you never have to leave. So I can see the ocean, if that's the ocean all the way down there. That's the you ocean. You can see the cruise ships come in. I can see... The sales shit, the sales uh, taking people out on their little journeys, and you can oftentimes see whatever's happening in nightlife, like jazz festival going on right now. And on the uh, <laughs> on the intro of the podcast, I was saying when people live in Halifax and 
they say, you know, I want to go away this summer, June, July, August. And I'm like, you're nuts. This is the best time of year to be here, June, July, August, because the weather's the best. Uh, the tourism is through the roof and the restaurants and the, the waterfront. Like maybe the other months when it starts to snow, sure, go away. But when you're here these, uh, these months, it's... It's a vibrant city. I, I like it at least. Yeah, I've the two of us, both my fiance and I, have found absolutely nothing that we don't like about this place so far. So uh, we're pretty thrilled to be here. Awesome. So I know your schedule's been busy. I know you've been hectic. You were saying this is the first week that uh, that you've really settled down into the new place. I guess. I guess the first question is just. How old are you? 20? 25. You know, 25 year olds, I guess, you know, there are, there's some professional athletes out there that are 25 that are traveling all around the world, not in just lacrosse, hockey, basketball, soccer, whatever, but not of us, not a lot of us uh, get to live it. So you are living this life, I guess, maybe tell the people, you know, how you're handling, how you, how you're enjoying it. And most importantly, how you're just trying to take it all in every day. Yeah, the, the biggest thing with lacrosse is that if you want to do it professionally and make somewhat of a living off of it, you have to play all year round. You don't really have an option that way. Um, it's not like the NBA or the NHL where you have your season and then your off season, you can go travel to Japan or you can go do meet and greets in all these different places. Professional lacrosse, if you, you can play in the MLL, the NLL, the PLL, there's so many different leagues to play in. So right now I'm playing in Boston. So basically every weekend you fly out Friday, you play Saturday, fly back home Sunday. Now that um, there's this new professional outdoor league, there's so much there's so much more travel involved because now they've taken away two teams from the league that I'm currently in and they've added a couple more games. So you've got a couple more weekday games, you're always traveling. Um, and then as soon as that season ends, you basically have a couple weeks off, maybe two or three, and then you get right into NLL training camp. And so then you're practicing all week you're doing all that regular stuff and then you same thing fly out friday play yeah. saturday fly back sunday and it's not like the nhl and all those other sports where you can make a living and your off season's nice and relaxed yeah. there really is no off season in professional lacrosse mm. i think the two of us we booked our uh, honeymoon and our wedding based on the two weeks three weeks that there is no lacrosse wow and then as soon as the honeymoon's done we're back playing lacrosse right again so how do you keep it fresh you know lacrosse obviously mm -hmm. you love the sport i do too but you know you, you can't sit here and tell me lacrosse every single day it could get old right quick so how do you how do you keep it fresh how do you how do you stay motivated to get better as a lacrosse player you simply have to love playing i yeah. think that as soon as the love for the game dips a little bit that's when you start to hate the travel and you hate mi missing people and missing events but yeah. if you love playing the game and you love what you're doing i think it makes it a lot easier yeah I'm only 25, but my knees start to hurt a little bit on plane rides. Bus rides get a little bit longer. Um, I don't like telling the older guys that because they make fun of you. And when you're 25, you're not supposed to hurt like that. But um, it'd be nice to to make the NHL money and get nice Normatec pants and all that good stuff to help with the recovery. Yeah. But we're not at that point yet, maybe in a little bit. Um, but the, the joints hurt a little bit more, but the love of the game helps flow with everything. Have you found a wall around here to go play on yet? Not yet. I honestly haven't been here long enough to venture out and look. Yeah. If we go outside of this beautiful view, we're going to grab a quick bite and come right back up, and that's about it. So do uh, you have any any anywhere good? I know that there's a mural a little bit down somewhere in yeah. Halifax it's got like a fish or something on it that looks like a decent wall but there's a I won't give you a wall I'll give you a location of where you can just play it's at Dalhousie it's about a five minute drive from here and they have lacrosse nets all over the place and on top of that they just have kids playing lacrosse there all the time so yeah there's 
excuse me. Yeah. There's no wall, but there's just tons of that coffee was good. Uh, there's just tons of people you can play with out there and they have tons of nets and uh, it's almost like a little lacrosse hub in the city that uh, it only exists because of the lacrosse nets. It's usually filled with uh, soccer nets or people are playing football, but there's almost a little section there where you can just play and there's always someone there with a stick and you can just get a little game going. There's, there's tons of little hubs and not to mention uh, the, the park up there. What's it called? Right by Citadel Hill. It's like I'm looking for you for advice. You don't live yeah, here Yeah, I have no idea. But, but there's the park right in the middle there, downtown. Okay. Uh, it's huge. Tons of baseball fields, and you can go up there and play. And there's always a, it's just an outdoor city. There's tons of people outdoors and playing. It's nice to know that there's lacrosse nets somewhere because being here full time now, one of my objectives is to kind of travel around different places, yeah. whether it's right here in the city or an hour away, two hours away, and run a couple free clinics yeah. and kind of promote that and just have kids come out and have they don't have any expectations when they come other than just show up, have a lacrosse stick. Even if you don't have a lacrosse stick, come out and see what's going on. Um, so to know that there's lacrosse nets up here, that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. I don't have to go out and buy a bunch of nets and transport them around. So where are you guys going to practice this year? Speaking of lacrosse nets, are you guys going to be practicing at the Scotiabank center? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I think everything's kind of going to be inside there. I don't know necessarily know where else we would do it. Um, I think that's the I'm trying to think. It's probably one of the only options, and I don't imagine our owner, Kurt Sayers, is really wanting to be anywhere else yeah. other than in Scotiabank where we'll be calling it home and playing yeah. all of our games. I love uh, I love the turf you guys play on. Yeah. I've never really played. I've played on it once when I was younger. There was a Toronto Rock exhibition game mm -hmm. here, and I got to play in that game it was so many years ago. But I just remember the cool thing about it was playing on the turf. Do you like mm -hmm. playing on the turf, or would you rather play on cement, or would you rather play on a field with real, real uh, grass? Turf is awesome is it it's it's way better it depends i mean you get dirf, different turf everywhere you go depending on where they've bought their turf from ultimately but um it's way better than playing on grass because it's more consistent and it's way better than concrete because your knees and your joints kill you after a game like that if you dive and you fall you get all scraped up in a different way than you do on turf yeah it's like falling on the pavement outside running around playing lacrosse on pavement, you fall down, you scrape up your knee. It's kind of the same gist. On the turf, it still hurts. You get rug burn and turf burn a little bit, but mm. um, it definitely helps with running. It's, it's a lot easier, a lot better on the joints for the older guys. What was the biggest transition uh, for you playing in Rochester, your first year pro? Did you go from Michigan to Rochester? Michigan to Rochester. So what was your, uh, your biggest transition playing that style of game? Playing with guys pros. that are much older, yeah. pros, guys that think the game differently. And going from field lacrosse to box lacrosse are two very different sports, even though they're both lacrosse. Uh, they're just not, you can't really relate them in the same way. Field lacrosse is more like soccer and a mixture of football and all those different sports, but indoor lacrosse is like hockey. And there's a lot more banging around. There's bigger guys. You can fight. There's so many different aspects that go into it. But the biggest is probably the mental side of the game where guys just think the game differently. As Faster. you faster as you progress to the next level people think the game faster but the older guys start to move a little worse so then their minds get a little fresher and they start to make different plays that you're not used to on kids that just base themselves on athleticism yeah like an american playing field lacrosse at age 18 when he's a freshman in college 19 he's expecting that he's just going to run by you whereas guys in the nll as they get older they're not trying to run by you you're in a an enclosed environment where there's not a lot of space to run so you've got to have your hands free you've got to make plays quicker than most and that that's what i find was the biggest thing 
people just think the game way faster. So what's one level. thing that you think you've gotten better from that first game in Rochester to now? Because I was watching highlights mm-hmm. of you on YouTube today before this interview, and you most impressed me when obviously you're in the offensive zone and you're, you were in situations where it looked like you had nothing, mm-hmm. but you're able to take one step back and find that little free space and either get a pass or get a shot off. Was it always like that when you first started, or is this something that you had to develop uh, – you know, develop at these, as these years went by in the NLL? Because you came from a box or a field background where you had so much space. And like I said, you were, it looked like you're getting better. Or it looked like you're really good in these tight spots. Is that where you've always flourished or is that something you had to get better at? I think I've flourished in it, but not to the extent that I am now. I think over time, um, playing with great players, the one thing they'll always tell you is that without confidence, you're never going to excel in the NLL. And so just practicing different things, it, whether it be at practice or in a physical game and doing moves, different things that you may never expect are going to happen in a game. Yeah. Um, utilizing those in environments, whether it be practice or a game, help you kind of create space for yourself ultimately. I mean, one of the greatest players to ever played, John Grant Jr., he'll always tell people to just do whatever you want with your stick, throw behind the backs, throw between the legs, do all these different things because you never know when you're going to need them. And so... From year one to year th- going into now four, confidence has been the biggest attribute for me. You walk out, if you have confidence, you're not afraid to make a mistake. You're not afraid to throw the ball away. You're not afraid to make a play knowing that it might result in you not scoring. Yeah. Whereas in year one, you go out almost every time. You're kind of thinking, okay, I need to make this pass perfect to the guy. I need to put the ball exactly where I want to place it. I need to make sure I get off the floor at this specific time. I need to, you need, you're thinking too much. Mm. And then going into year four, you don't think as much. You just play the game. You know what it's like to go out there every single day. And that just makes it a lot easier. Is there ever a quick transition that you have to make? Because you're playing for Boston right now. Then you'll be playing for the Thunderbirds, obviously, box and field. Is there any little quick transitions maybe you can give uh, to younger players out there that have to make that transition within a month? Because how long is the gap in between field and box? It's not very long. It's like less than a month. So is there um, anything that goes into the different preparation of, of those two? I don't, I don't want to say different sports, but different styles of game. Just keeping your mind fresh. Yeah. I think, I mean, that can ultimately be as simple as reading every day, reading a book or something. Um, because if your mind can think the game quickly, then everything else is going to flow. Your stick work is going to get a little bit better because you're going to be able to think when you need to make that pass, how to release the ball out of your stick, all those little things. Um, but if you... If your game is not the same, if you play field lacrosse very different than you play box lacrosse, you're going to have a larger transition mm. into things because the games are so different. But if you can keep your mind fresh and make sure that that's always on point, yeah. you're going to be able to th- at least think the game at a different level than maybe the, the guy on the other team, which will give you a little bit of an advantage at the end of the day. I want to talk about the, the ridiculous goal you scored this year. I'm sure you know the one I'm talking about where... You describe it. You know the one I'm talking about. I'm sure you scored, you scored a bunch of ridiculous goals, but the one where you were essentially around, three guys were around you and you threw it behind your back. Was it between your legs? It was between the legs, yes. Talk, I don't know. I know, <laughs> it, I know it's hard to describe these goals, but just tell me what the hell you were thinking. And a, a lot of people have asked that, but there isn't really a thought process that goes into it. It goes back to what I said a, a couple of seconds ago is that's something that I failed at numerous times playing lacrosse. I've thrown that same move four, five, six times in a, in a real game yeah. and not scored. Um, and then finally it goes in. But I learned time after time, as you put the stick down lower between your legs, goalie tends to drop a little bit. So 
the first three times that it doesn't work and you hit the goalie right in the stick because he drops, yeah. you start to think to yourself, okay, next time you got to get a little higher. You got to get a little higher. Then the sixth, seventh time, it starts to starts to flow for you. And I was just lucky enough that I failed at it numerous times <laughs> to make the seventh or eighth try actually go in. As soon as that game's over, you're like, okay, someone get me a phone. I need to see that because you know there's going to be replays going everywhere. So I, do you just look for? Do you look for the highlight as soon as you're done the game? I don't think I did, simply because we lost. I, I'm pretty sure we oh. lost that game. So, and I could be wrong, but I, I, I think we lost. So I wasn't overly concerned with it. Yeah. Had we won, maybe I would have been a little more eager to see it. Yeah. Um, but my fiance is not afraid to show me um, <laughs> goals after games and send me those clips. So that's reassuring. But after you lose a game that it'd be way better if we won and you score that goal it's fair. but when you lose no yeah. one really remembers it i want to talk about uh you know playing in rochester and knowing the next year you're going to be playing in halifax that last year in rochester what was the room what was the the environment in the room like i guess the conversation was it you know have you found a place in halifax yet uh, what's going on over here have you have you figured this out yet or was it you know let's just forget about next year and focus on this year because you know at least if i was playing in a situation where I might be moving to another city to play for another team, it would definitely be in the back of my head thinking, okay, listen, I got to figure out where I'm going to live. I got to figure out, you know, the money situation. I got to figure out all this, especially with a fiance. Are you thinking about that stuff at all? Or are any other other guys thinking that? Or is it you're just focused on the cross and you just go from there? You're always thinking about it. I mean, to say that you don't, you'd be naive. Yeah. Um, you're always thinking about those different factors, especially in the money side of things and trying to figure out all those different aspects. But at the same time, I think our team did a really good job of putting that behind us and just looking at our last season in Rochester and making it the best one that we possibly could. Yeah. And we went through a lot of different transitions in the course of a year. We had a lot of older guys at the start of the year who had been around Rochester and were veterans on the team for a long time, won championships, and we traded all of them away. And we got really young. And so that kind of helped ease the transition into coming to Halifax, knowing that we were a really young team. We were expecting that about three, four weeks into the season, we were starting to transition into a new season, but making sure that we left a, left a lasting impression for the guys who were still in Rochester mm -hmm. over all their championships and made it a memorable one for them, but making sure that the young guys on the team grew up in a professional lacrosse environment and were ready to move on to the next level. So those young guys got game experience quick and it might not have been the ideal situation, but getting rid of all those veterans allowed us to make an easier transition to getting to Halifax. Um, but it, it's always in the back of your mind. It's tough to not think about it, especially when the fans are reminding you every single time that, yeah. hey, you're, you're leaving after this year. What do you say to that? Like when a fan comes up to you and they're like, hey, like, you know, I'm not going to see you again. Like, what's your response? Because it's kind of an awkward interaction. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of, oh, we're going to miss you. Or, and you can just hear the rumblings throughout any autograph session. You always heard yeah. people say, oh, we're, we're going to miss you, Cody. We're going to miss you. And so it's always kind of weird because you don't really know what to say to them. Yeah, like, you just tell them, oh, we got a game next weekend. We'll see you next weekend. Yeah. And that's pretty much all you can tell them. Yeah. I'm sure you got fans from here messaging saying like, can't wait to meet you. can't wait to see you. So you, you got to kind of turn the leaf. And at the end of the day, it's a business. So of course you want to stay with these fans and, you know, get to know them more, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, you got to play lacrosse where, wherever the game takes you. So it leaves us in a really awkward position because you want to acknowledge the people in Rochester for everything that they've helped you with. Yeah. But then you also want to find a way to acknowledge the people in Halifax who are trying to welcome you hmm. without coming off 
as being yeah. rude and not responding to those people. But then if the Rochester people see you responding to all the Halifax fans, yeah. they're like, oh, you, you, you never respond to anything <laughs> I say. So it's always weird. It, it, it's the business it, side of things in a sense. Exactly. It put, the players are in more of an awkward position than the fans are, I would say. That's a good way to put it. As a fan, you don't really think about that side of it. Um, so what is Halifax? Uh, what are they going to see next year with the Thunderbirds? First year, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Halifax is a great, uh, a great fan base when it comes just to the sport of lacrosse. It's grown from the time I was, I, I think I started the game grade four i don't know how old you are in grade four do you know 12 i'm terrible yeah. with age well you start grade one at like five yeah but four see, or five look but here oh sorry you're talking about age though yeah let's just say i was 10 okay 10. so i was 10 years old and that's when lacrosse was first getting introduced to halifax and from where it was then to where it is now it's uh you know 10 times better 10 times bigger everyone wants to play um but still, there's definitely that group of people here that are a little unaware of what lacrosse is. Oh, you know, it's too rough. You know, I, I don't want my kid in that. And, but there's still going to be people that are going to be going to the games because they just want to see. They're curious. They're like, okay, I want to see what this sport is. What do you have to say to those people here in Halifax and, and what, the, what kind of product the Thunderbirds are going to put on the floor? The first thing I would ask them was probably, do you like the Mooseheads? And I think that 99% of people would answer yes to that. Or do you like hockey? Hmm. And I think the, the results would be resounding anytime you ask somebody that. So then you tell them, okay, you like hockey, you like the Mooseheads. Now put an extra 15 to 25 goals on the board. It's fast-paced. It's exciting. There's a lot of rough stuff. It's action-packed all the time. But you're getting way more enjoyment out of a 30-goal lacrosse game than a three-goal hockey game. You've got music playing the whole time. You've got country, rock, Whatever kind of music, you name it, it plays throughout the course of the game. And it's a party. Yeah. It's ultimately a party out there for everybody to come out, be excited, enjoy basically hockey on feet. Pretty much. Yeah. And you just need to score one of those goals like you did the first game between your legs and the people will be hooked. Yeah. Like, what? How did he do that? <laughs> that or we could get Cody Jameson doing some rough stuff again and getting <laughs> in some scuffles and fighting people. But The Thunderbirds should just put out their own version of War on the Floor. Yeah, That's I think we talked about this last time. <laughs> War on the Floor is arguably one of the greatest lacrosse videos of all time. If we made our own Thunderbirds video that was an example of that, I think people would be pretty happy. I'm telling you, that that DVD video, I don't know, it might have been VHS how long ago it was. That game got me, that video got me hooked. It was a big part of that was just, I absolutely fell in love with the game because of that. I think we might have a new project on our hands where I might have to get <laughs> from Rochester and uh, all of our old game tapes yeah and just take all those make our own <laughs> video of thunderbirds on the floor yeah and present it to people and just let them be fired up i love it so when does uh when does training camp get going here do you know i think the first official date that we can have training camp is the end of october like october 25th or 6th and then after that okay. you it all depends okay. ultimately when the owner gms want to have training camp yeah, I guess so. Apparently, they're having open training camp. Have you heard of that, or is that a rumor? I heard it, and I also heard you might be coming out well, <laughs> from I, multiple sources. I'm, apparently, I'm a, I'm a protected player already, so I'm on the team. I just nice. can't play. I'm not playing, okay. but I'm on the team. So I feel great. Like, uh, do you, If you want to ask me any questions about being On the team as in like being a podcast on the team yeah, or well, actual playing? I'm still looking for a seat in the dressing room. Is what I'm, That's my next step of okay. making the team. Okay. Like, I'll be there. I'll be at the games. I could be wearing my gear. Mm -hmm. Might not be on the bench, but... 
nonetheless, I'll be in and around the facility. I'll be signing autographs and things like that. So that's all I really care about. I mean, if you're at games, I think we might be okay because I think on the, the, this podcast is getting pretty big at this point. Well, here's what I was thinking. Maybe I could be mic'd up during the games and I can interview other players while I'm playing. That's you not know, a like, bad idea. You know what I mean? Something like that. Just bring another aspect of lacrosse to the media world. I'm always thinking that's how my brain's working. But anything to play on the team. I know a couple guys that are going to try out, so it should be it should be fun. I definitely want to be at the open tryouts just to see what it looks like. Yeah. It'll be a great time. I think you should go. Are you going to – okay, give me a scenario here because you're probably one of the better players on the team if there's just a Joe Blow showing up and you got to go one-on-one with him. What do you what you, what's, what are you gonna are you gonna ease up to make him feel a little good about himself or are you gonna go balls to the wall and just blow by him? Balls to the wall. That's <laughs> professional lacrosse. You, you can, if you have a chance to make yourself look good, you, I think you need to do it. Yeah, no matter this, who this you are. This kid really sucks though. This kid is not good. You're still just you're putting it to him. I think you, I don't think you have an option. I think you have to. I. I I don't know. What if, what if you let up and then he lights you up and then you look brutal out there? I don't know. I guess I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be in that situation. So it's a tough. It's, it is it, now that I have, now that I have to answer it. It is a tough question to answer. I I just think if you get in the mentality of taking somebody lightly, I think you're going to get screwed at that point. So um, you're probably best off to just balls to the wall, go at them, and whatever happens happens. What are the other guys saying on the team that are protected? Have you been talking to them? What are what's their thought process of coming to the city? Have you been I don't know, helping them out of to find a place? Have you been talking to them about restaurants, anything like that? Yeah, everybody's really excited. I know that a lot of them came during the Memorial Cup. Oh, so did they? I haven't cool. yeah, I haven't oh, yeah, really because yeah, I saw some of them. Yeah. I haven't had to tell them a whole lot about what it's been like here because they've kind of seen firsthand now at this point. Yeah. Um, and everybody's super excited. I mean uh, there's definitely not a more spectacular view in the NLL than here in Halifax. The, yeah, I agree. San Diego, sure, it's a great place, and mm. they have great views, but anybody that came here, like yourself, first, you said it was immaculate when you got here. So, What's well, um, I don't. I, you're hard-pressed to find anything. I think you take somebody up to this spot and you show them the view, I don't think they want to play anywhere else. Like I said, I, I haven't traveled anywhere in the NLL, but – I don't know. I just I just think about the town and the, and the demographic that's here. Young, a lot of schools here, a lot of people that like to you know go out and have a couple pops, and that's what a lacrosse game you know is. At least to me, when I was a bit younger, was whenever I was up in Toronto for a couple nights and the Rock were playing, it was just a great place to go have a couple drinks with the buddies and see a great sport. And then I just think of a town like Halifax, where a big demographic is you know all in school and they're always out at nighttime. Do you know what the days of the week the games are going to be on? Or is that out Most yet? likely, I'd say probably Saturdays See, that's are the perfect. games. I, occasionally, I'm sure you'll have a Thursday or Friday game, but very unlikely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any weekends, Saturdays, kids coming out from school. Like yeah. the, the best part about playing on weekends is yeah. that there's n- unless you're going to a cottage, there's not what else you're gonna do. Yeah. Might as well come to Scotiabank yeah. Arena and watch a lacrosse game. Yeah. If you come once and you don't like it. You're an anomaly. Uh, I'll tell you that firsthand. But if you come, I guarantee you're going to love the game and you're going to want to come back more and more. And with how small town feel Halifax is, people are going to get to know the players and we're going to have personalities around Halifax on a daily basis so that people can see who the faces are behind the masks. And I don't know if there's a lot of places that have professional teams that are like that. I mean, you can have a great big franchise, say, somewhere in Boston, but if you don't get to see the players out and about all the time, they're just, an, they're just yeah. another 
another player, right? But we want to come here and we want to have faces in the community and we want people to know who we are and build relationships with those people so that when they do come to a game, we're not just number 47, Kyle Jackson. We're mm. their friend. We're their buddy that they've gone to dinner with. We're somebody that they've seen out in the community helping out with younger kids and growing the game. We want to be at hospitals. We want to do so many different things here that help grow the community of Halifax and grow lacrosse. And I think that's something special. Well, for example, you're going to a junior game this afternoon, right? Yeah, we are. I, I'd be lying if I said I knew exactly which <laughs> team was playing. Um, but we've already been invited to, to go out to a few games, and people want to see Halifax Thunderbirds players out in the community. Yeah, and they do. You're right. When I've been out, every time I go to a lacrosse game around here, the topic of conversation is, you know, Justin, have you talked to any of the guys yet? Is anyone here? Like, what's going on? Not that I'm in the know of what's going on with the team, but it's definitely a topic of conversation in the lacrosse community. How can it not be? Um, but there's definitely a buzz right now, especially because now that the guys like you are coming in and, uh, and you know, it's just every single day is getting closer and closer to the season. Yeah, there's definitely a buzz that's that's going around. I saw that orange thing you guys put on the mm-hmm. uh, Scotiabank Center. That's yeah. cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's nice. It gives it a little, little bit of a touch, the contrast between the orange and the red yeah. out there. But, uh, yeah, driving on, I don't know what, street it is but that main street up there as you drive by you're looking at Scotiabank yeah. Arena and then right below it you've got Halifax Thunderbirds Do you guys know where your room's going in? What, where, what room? Uh, I believe the old weight room of the Mooseheads. Okay They're yeah. They're converting yeah, yeah. to the locker room I think. Yeah. Um, so. No it's a good it's a good spot right in there. I'm trying to think of it really quickly. Yeah it's big. It's 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 big. I'm trying to think where the away team's going to be and where you guys will be. But you guys should be on the right-hand side where the Mooseheads benches are cuz that's where the home team goes all the time. Have you been in there and chucked the ball around with the, at the Scotiabank Center? Like not actually on the floor because every time I've been there there's ice. Yeah. And or like a m- kind of men's league game going on. So we haven't had a chance to just go out there and kind of walk around. Mm. Um but I hope the turf gets in soon so that we can go out and throw the ball around. Quick question. In hockey, you want soft boards so when you take a hit, you can bounce off mm-hmm. it. But in lacrosse, do you kind of want hard boards so maybe if the ball hits the boards, because if there's give on the boards, the ball can bounce a different way on a rebound. Do you like the, the boards being harder when you're playing? Because, uh, you, know, you know, there's not that many hits on the boards in lacrosse. It's usually in the middle of the floor. Mm-hmm. What's your preference on boards there? A little bit softer, I think, yeah. to help a little bit of give. But I think at this point now with – the expansion that's been going on in the NLL. It's a lot of big time hockey arenas that people are playing in. So the boards are automatically kind of the same as the NHL rink Mm. and the glass has a little bit more give how you used to watch Don Cherry highlight tapes and the glass was smashing Mm. when people were getting hit. And now you can literally see the boards folding basically onto the people. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if that's something that the fans wanted because it makes them feel a part of the game, but the boards definitely have a lot more give, uh, which is nice when you get hit into them, but not like you said, if the ball misses the net and hits the boards, it usually dies down a little bit and doesn't have much bounce. Is there any rinks in the NLL that are, uh, that you're not a huge fan of and playing in? Uh, Not really. Everyone's pretty, they're all pretty exciting to play in. The only one that, is tough is new England because the boards, since we're talking about it, they're like those plastic boards that you kind of piece together. Cause it's a, basically a concert venue. It's one of the greatest concert venues in all of the at United States TD you play? Uh, at Mohegan sun. Okay. So they play out of a casino, um, in Uncasville, um, okay. in new England. And so they have this concert venue. And then after the concert's done on like a Friday night, the next day they, 
piece together the okay. boards. And yeah. so those boards, when you throw the ball off of them, they're literally plastic. And so you throw off, throw the ball off there, it just dies and rolls back to you. So that, that's kind of tough. Where's the best place to play in other than Rochester and Halifax? Saskatchewan's pretty fun because really? the, the fans are really into it and they make it exciting to play in. Uh, as a road team, you want people to not like you and you want people yeah. to boo you and hate you. And that makes it more fun. If you show up to an environment and it's dead and no one says anything to you, then you're just sh- basically showing up to another game. Yeah. But if the fans are into it and they're screaming at you, throwing stuff at you, that makes it way more exciting. That's where Kobe always said he loved playing on away games. He mm-hmm. didn't care where. He just loved playing in hostile environments. Yeah. You, you like when people hate you. It means yeah. that you're doing something right. It's true. People love you when you're on the road. <laughs> probably not. You're probably too friendly out there, maybe, or you're yeah, just do, doing things the wrong way. Um, let's go over to field lacrosse. I, I'm, I'm curious about that. Is there any teams in Canada in uh, MLL? No, there's not. There used to be. Um, our owner, actually, Kurt Sires, used to be a part of the team in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Um, that they used to have, the Hamilton Nationals. But now, no, it's all, all in the U.S. Do you guys play on uh, Harvard's campus? We used to. The last... God knows how many years we played at Harvard. Yeah. And then this year we moved to Quincy, uh, just outside of Boston. Yeah. We got our own brand new stadium, Veterans Memorial Stadium, Cannon's logo right in the middle. Seats are all decked out in red. Uh, our own private locker room. It's a pretty, they treat us well in Boston right now. Like it's, they created this new league, the PLL, yeah. and one of the old players, Paul Rabel, helped found the league with his brother. And a lot of people left the MLL and went to this this new league. But everybody that, for the most part, was on Boston last year, we were super young, didn't win a lot of games. We all wanted to come back and play in Boston because of how well they treat us. Mm. And we show up this year, and they built this brand-new stadium for us. And we're, we're playing well. We all love being around each other. And our oldest guys, I don't know, probably like 28, 29. No Everyone way. else is right around 24, 25 years old. And we're a young, exciting group, and we, we score a lot of goals. So <laughs> we're, we're fun to be around, and we're fun fun to watch. So it's made playing in Boston a lot easier. So when you go to Boston, what do you do? You stay at a hotel? you have an apartment there? How, how does it work when you fly in there? You fly in, and everybody, for the most part, stays at the hotel. Yeah. Uh, there's usually one or two guys that are live close enough to the area that can stay at home. Uh, but for the most part, everyone's in the hotel. So you show up. Ultimately, like there's a there's a flight at eight ten in the morning here. Flies straight to Boston, so I get in with the time change at like eight forty a.m. a.m. Wow! So not even realistically an hour flight on a game day. Nope, the night before, the, night the before. day before. So Friday morning, I'll fly in on that eight ten, get in right before nine o'clock. Then you have the whole day to kind of relax with your with your roommate. My roommate right now is Challen Rogers. He plays in Toronto um, in the NLL. Yeah. And so you show up there, you hang out for the whole day, you have practice at night. Usually somewhere between 7 and 9 it will start, depending on whether people get in on time or what's going on. And after that, you'll go back to the hotel, you have a little bite to eat, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, go to shoot-around. After shoot-around, come back, have a nice little nap, show up to your game at night. After that, you go back, you go out, do whatever, pretty little heart desires, and then Sunday morning you fly back out. That is awesome. It's a if you love lacrosse and you love traveling, there's no better way. You get to see a new city for the most part every single weekend that you're alive. It's, it's okay. pretty good. So let's say you have a game in is there a team in San Diego? Nope, just in the NML. 
So where where's the furthest team you would play in the MLL? I think Dallas or Denver is probably the furthest. Okay, so do you just fly Halifax to Dallas, or do you fly Halifax, Boston, Boston, Dallas? Now there's a lot of layovers being in Halifax. Yeah. For last year when I was living in Toronto, everything was direct. So now you'll have layovers kind of wherever. You'll fly to whatever layover, then you'll fly out to Denver, yeah. and same thing. Fly out Friday morning. Get out sometime Friday in the afternoon, and you do the same thing all over again. What's the key to this travel schedule? Don't you know. lose your bag. And try not to schedule layovers. Now, I said, like well, two weeks ago, I said layovers in the MLL are is yourself just asking to lose your bag. And sure enough, I had a layover the next weekend, and I was just crossing my fingers that I didn't lose my bag. Because it happens too often. In the, in the NLL, when it's winter, no flights seem to ever be canceled. But now in the summer, yeah. lightning, I think, causes more delays than anything in the entire world. So people's flights get delayed all the time. And not only are you just trying to battle travel, you're trying to battle losing your bag, getting delayed, getting in super late. Sometimes like you can't control the weather, right? So you'll end up getting into a place at midnight, and then you're expected to show up the next morning at 7 a.m. and get to shoot around. So... It's tough, but you just got to be resilient throughout it all and kind of cross your fingers that you don't lose your bag. How many sets of gear do you have? I bring two of everything on the road, which is super inconvenient. My roommate's great at travel because he doesn't check a bag. He'll just leave his lacrosse shaft because you can take the head off the Oh, you can't leave it on? You can't bring the stick on the flight? You can't. It's considered a weapon? Exactly. No way. Yep. So he'll take it off, and then he just travels with his helmet and his gloves and his actual carry-on and then brings it to the game. I myself, I don't like to do that. I like to have everything with me. Mm. So I check two of everything other than a helmet. I bring two pairs of gloves, two elbow pads, two cleats, just in case something gets lost or somebody else needs something. Because a lot of the times, I mean, two weeks ago, a lot of people didn't have their gear for the game because it got lost. And I had an extra pair of cleats. I had extra elbow pads just in case. So it's not ideal, but you can if you can help somebody out. Else yeah, of course, out, help somebody out. Bring, bring some gear. I was looking over there on the right there. You got a bunch of heads and a bunch of shafts over there. I've got a lot of everything over there. So how do you de- um, how do you determine what kind of head and what kind of shaft you're going to use, or you like, how does I, I'm, I've honestly I've had three sticks my whole career. I'm fine with whatever. How do you? As much as I love the sport and as much as I've played it my whole life, like I'd like to consider uh, consider myself one of the better players in the province. But I've never been a gear guy. I've always just mm-hmm. had what I had, and I've always been fine with that. How do you? Do you have a different stick for field compared to box? How does this work here? I have the same stick for the most part yeah. in both. Um, but in the summer, the head, because it's plastic and you're playing on turf, which is oftentimes over 100 degrees, your stick tends to be a little more flimsy after two, three games, and then you have to switch it up. So really? that's kind of why I have all those different heads is just because after two games, they're usually – Kind of, at least in my opinion, as an offensive player, you get to the point where you miss a loose ball because your head is too flimsy. It's the head's it fault. It's not my fault. So yeah. <laughs> um, if I can switch things out, I string all my sticks the exact same way. I've strung my sticks forever. No one else has ever strung my stick. Um, so for me, it's easy to just pick up a new a new head, string the stick the same way, and go play. I saw a video that you posted. I don't know. It was like a year ago, and there was no strings in it. It was very tight meshed. At the top, and do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the warp. It's is a it, new warrior plastic? warp. What is that? It's 
plastic on the outside, so it's your regular head. Yeah. But then Warrior Lacrosse has come out with this new technology where it's this woven string inside of the head. So it is string. It is string, and it's like it's called knit technology. Knit. And ultimately, they throw the head into this compartment, and it strings the head out of this machine. And then when it comes out, the head is exactly as it comes out, but you can't ever change it. Is it's, it legal? It's legal. And the whole principle is that like you go to a lacrosse store and you pick up a lacrosse stick kids 90 percent of the time just give up the sport because the stick sucks and you can't throw the ball hooks to the ground or the strings are too tight and it's not strung properly and so warrior lacrosse came out with this head under the principle that you could show up to any store pick up this stick and throw with it because it'll always throw the same it's consistent you can't adjust it you can't screw around with it and so it was ultimately they've got mini sticks for kids to just kind of screw around with they've got yeah. basic sticks for kids just starting out and then they've got professional level sticks that like myself as a warrior athlete you can give them the pocket that you want you can give them the area you want the ball to sit how many shooters you want in the stick and they throw it into the, this machine they make you your stick and you know. so it was built for the beginner of lacrosse is what you're saying essentially yeah for someone uh, that like doesn't know how to string that doesn't know how to i would say that I mean, I don't speak for Warrior, but I think that's the easiest way to put it is that if I was explaining the warp to somebody, that's what I would say. Yeah. And then they've got their more high-profile sticks that your average kid that's just going to a, a sport check can't pick up. They, okay. You can't get the same head that I am trying to get per, into production yeah. at your local sporting goods store unless, you, unless you do a giveaway or something. Yeah. Do you know how to string your own stick? I do. I've always strung my own sticks. No one has ever, I don't even know if anyone's ever really attempted to. I just, I've always liked the way I string them. And did you I, teach yourself? I did. And I had a lot of really bad sticks. <laughs> and my dad was definitely not happy a lot of the times going to games. Um, <laughs> and I regret ever learning to string my own stick, to be honest, because then you know how to adjust it. And mm -hmm. so when something isn't going right, rather than, fixing it on the fly and just throwing a little bit differently yeah you're fixing your stick and not adjusting your actual game yeah that makes it tough and then on top of that if someone doesn't know how to string their stick guilty over here hey i can string your stick for you and then before you know it, you got 15 sticks to do it's a business around here man there's a couple guys around here that uh that started the business due to the fact that guys just didn't know how to string their own stick yeah, and I think that's the biggest problem that lacrosse has, to be honest, is that when you show up to sporting goods stores and you want to get a lacrosse stick, they're never strung up properly. So a kid, once he throws a ball and it hits his toe because it's not strung properly, well, why would he ever want to play again? Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, that's, and that's the great thing with the warp is that you pick it up, it throws perfectly every single time. And if it doesn't, then it's on you. It's not on the stick. Yeah. I remember that being a big problem when I was younger playing. The only reason I really, don't get me wrong, I've loved lacrosse ever since I first started it, but it was definitely a problem of mine uh, when I first started was my stick. I, I, remember, I remember a point where I couldn't figure out how to shoot the ball straight to where I wanted it, so I almost had to change my shot rather than change the stick. Do you know what I mean? Almost like when a basketball player shooting a jumper. So no one around me knew how to string a stick. Mm -hmm. You got to think about it. Like maybe there's four guys in the city that I knew of that played mm -hmm. lacrosse, but I was such a, I was a kid. I was too nervous to go up to them and be like, Hey man, can you help me string my stick? So I remember there was a point where I, my pocket was so deep and I'd shoot it and it would just hook. Did you see my stick when you came over? How was, shallow the pocket yeah. was? 
you know what that's a result of me just not knowing how to string my stick. And I, me, I remember me and my, cause my dad knew nothing about lacrosse either when I first started playing and he was just like, well, Justin, like, you know, your pocket's so deep and this is what I'm seeing. It's hooking over the top. So all we did was just pull it back and it was pretty much a straight, as you, you saw that my stick. And ever since then, I've just rolled, I've just rolled with a really, really non or a shallow pocket, non shallow pocket, but that's due to just knowing around here, knowing. Yeah, that's what you just explained, pulling the bottom string to make the make it pocket tight. tighter. That's exactly what somebody that doesn't know how to string a stick does because that's all you can do. You don't know how to do anything else, so you just pull it tighter and assume that that's going to fix it. You know what you should be doing when you go to this game today because there's going to be kids running around the rink with uh, you know, with sticks and stuff like that, like when intermission uh, – not inter yeah, intermission, the kids go on the floor and shoot around. You should just take a look at some of the kids' sticks and just be like, hey, like, you know, maybe do this, try this, because that's what you're here. Like, don't get me wrong. You're here to be a professional lacrosse player, but you're also here to be in the community. And little things like that, like kids run up to you today and they're showing you their stick, just, like, take a look. It's little things like that that will just get the fans to love you, be a fan favorite. I don't know. That's just what I would be doing in your shoes. But yeah. I, don't th I don't think you have any idea how much uh, influence you can have on the lacrosse community here, man. You'll figure that out today for sure. And I think that's the exciting part too is that anybody that comes here as a professional lacrosse player, it's a pretty organic and raw yeah. environment. So a lot of people aren't going to be used to it. It's not like you're Sidney Crosby coming here. Everyone knows who he is and he's yeah. at the top of the top in hockey and you yeah. get what you get. Whereas here, no one's going to know who you are. So you're almost at that point where you have a fresh slate to make your own brand and that's exciting. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that everyone around is getting the best lacrosse experience that they possibly can. And then on top of it, I want to, I used to make YouTube videos and had a YouTube channel and um, I want to start that back up so that you can just show people the organic lifestyle that you live and what goes into it. Cause it, it's not, a, it's, if you want to do it full time, it's not as glorious as what people seem to think you're always on the go. That's what I want to do with you guys. Like I'd love to be able to go like spend a day with you from when you wake up to go to, do you guys have pregame practices? Yeah, you do. So like when you go to pregame practices, when you come home, uh, whatever you have for your pregame meal, then you go to the game. But one thing I'd love to be able to do with you guys is go on the road with you for, let's say you have a game in Toronto and just kind of see that style of, of life. Cause it's very well documented when it comes to the NHL. I just didn't really see much in the NLL. So that's kind of why I want to just go with you guys somewhere and film it because I love the sport of lacrosse. I'll, I'll never play pro. Well, I might play it this year, <laughs> but I would just love to be around it and film it. So people in Halifax will be able to see it. Cause like you said, if you love hockey, you're going to love lacrosse. And that's the same thing with the personality of, of a hockey player compared to a lacrosse player. In my mind, it's a very similar personality. It's a very similar uh, culture. It's, uh, but it's a different game, and it's definitely exciting. So I think that's a side of the game that can definitely put on uh, – it could be put out there for this city to see, I think. Yeah, and like you just said, it's, it's exciting in the fact that – you're not an NHL player and already have that brand associated with yourself. Like you play in the NHL, everyone's going to know who you are just because you're on TV, you're on NBC sports, you're on all the TSN broadcasts. Like your name is out there on everything you could imagine. Mm. Whereas lacrosse, you have to work every single day to almost break even. Like you've got to create content on your own and make yourself uncomfortable on a daily basis just get on Instagram, get on Twitter, get on Snapchat, get on YouTube so that people can see who you are and what you're doing. Cause if you just want to, if you want to get by and you want to play lacrosse and that, that is what you want to do, then, then fine. But me myself, like I want people to 
associate myself with the Halifax Thunderbirds, the YouTube channel, the Instagram. I want people to have a face to what goes on mm. when they're just on the floor. And I, I think that that's the nice part about lacrosse. And the exciting part is that you create your own brand. There are no real limitations because it's so organic and raw. Mm. You can, unless you're going out being an idiot, you really can't do any wrong by just going out and putting yourself out there and making sure that people can see what goes on behind the scenes on a daily basis. But with travel every single weekend and the hectic life that we've already explained, you want to add creating content on top of that, you're nonstop. And people love seeing that though. People, cause you know, you think about it, man, most people don't get to travel for work. You exactly. know, people go to their nine to five job and not that there's anything wrong with a nine to five job. You got to pay the bills. I get that. But people that live a certain lifestyle, they get to fly to games and play in front of thousands of people. That sort of, uh, that sort of life is what people wish for. And the fact that you can do it and you have an opportunity to, to show that to people, you can be extremely influential, not just in lacrosse, but just in sport and in lifestyle. And I don't know, I just think in so many different, I just think in so many different avenues you can do something like that. Because, you know, you're a lacrosse player, but I'm sure you have so many other interests, so many other hobbies, so many other, and if you can brand that around just lacrosse, I think that's a, it's an extremely doable thing if, if, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. It's You just can't be afraid of, one, making mistakes, and two, being busy. Like, yeah. That's what it's going to come down to. And yeah. if you're willing to do both, then you can you can exceed and excel in lacrosse because there's not a lot of people out there doing their lacrosse schedule plus all that extra stuff. Yeah. Extra stuff's good right now. It is. I started, busy. I started my own clothing brand called North of 47. Ultimately, Did you? I did. And so we just launched our first drop of clothing. Uh, we've got hats, we've got t-shirts, we've got kind of your basic products, but then we've also got more premium line clothing. Um, so the objective with it all is that every month, ultimately you have your 12 months, you've got 12 new drops of clothing, whether that's one or two new design items each month, creating a different, different drop every month. And then in between those occasionally, offering up a new another premium product for people to, to buy um, that's what I'm talking about so that's kind of exciting that's where I'm at right now I've just uh, I just finalized the second drop of of clothing with the design so I'm waiting for those to come in and shoot a couple of videos and some content to release for that to make it a little more exciting but my ultimate goal with that I love production and I love doing behind the scenes looks and I love creating content um, and I'd like to make that into some sort of production company. So mm. North of 47 is what it's called clothing, but ultimately making into more than just that production, clothing, all those different avenues. Who is, uh, what's his name? Paul Rabel. Rabel mm -hmm. is in my, he does something very similar to that, right? He's a lifestyle guy. He has a brand. He, he's a very good lacrosse player. Uh, when you're describing that, that's who I'm thinking of. But a guy, how, he must be much older than you. He's Yeah, he, he's, he's like, I, I don't want to say on here that he's a lot older than me. Yeah. <laughs> you never know if he, he might listen. Um, but he's been at the forefront of kind of that outside lifestyle yeah. of lacrosse where he's got a YouTube channel and he does all those extracurriculars that has ultimately helped him brand himself to the person that he is today. Yeah. And that's exciting to me. I don't want to just be the lacrosse player. I want to have a lot of different things on the go and I want to be... I, I never, I know when I've hit my limit and I need to stop doing something. Mm. Um, but 
I like to keep myself busy and I want to brand myself in different ways than, than what lacrosse players are normally used to. And if that means working more than just your weekend shift at a lacrosse game and then you're training and everything during the week and staying up a little bit later to create some clothing yeah. drops, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's good that you're recognizing this now and not after your career because it's so much smarter doing it now while you have the, the networking op- or opportunities and things like that. Because most guys, when their career's over, they go, oh, shit, now i got to figure out how to make money and do something else. But if you can figure that problem out while you're playing, oh, you're laughing after. Well, in worst case, Ontario, I fail at... Uh, Vlogging. My, I <laughs> fail at vlogging. I fail at creating clothes at 25 and I've learned my lesson early on and I'm young I've got a lot of time left so yeah. make my mistakes now and kind of learn from that at this point I love it all right Kyle we're coming up on an hour here so the last minute's yours if you want to thank family friends Beyonce do do whatever you need to do yeah I just want to thank everybody for uh, tuning into this podcast and making it a reality for both yourself and being able to come up here and kind of talk to us as the Halifax Thunderbirds I want to thank Kurt Styers for bringing the Thunderbirds to Halifax. It's going to be an exciting time. And to all those fans out there, come to one game. I won't ask you to come to any more because I know that you're going to. Uh, just come to one and we'll be okay. But it's an exciting time in Halifax right now. Um, I'm excited for everybody that's around the city. I'm excited for the podcast to, to drop this and for people to hear about kind of what we have to offer as a lacrosse program, a lacrosse community. And Halifax is going to be known for more than just the Mooseheads in a couple months. All right. Well said. Well, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. We'll have to do it again uh, once the season starts. We'll do it up again. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Everyone listening, make sure to go to all of our social media outlets. Like, subscribe, comment, YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud. I probably forget a couple there, but we're on all the good stuff. So once again, thank you very much. We're out. Love you guys. Peace. Tune the fate of this union to the right pitch. I never call you my to 
even my boo. There's so much in the name and so much more in you. Few understand the union of woman and man. It's sex and a tingle is where they assuming it land. But that's fly by night for you in the sky, right? During these cold shy nights, moon, you my light. If heaven had a height, you would be that tall. Ghetto the coffee shop, you, I see that all. Let's stick to understanding and we won't fall. For better or worse times, I hope to me you call. So I pray every day more than anything. Friends will stay as we begin to lay this foundation for a family. Love ain't simple. Why can't it be anything worth having? You work at annually. Granted, we've known each other for some time. It don't take a whole day to recognize sunshine. Yo, I tell you the rest when I see you. Peace.